0: Thanks for joining us through the Crossbridge Podcast. We hope this message speaks to you wherever you may be on your spiritual journey and helps you take your next step of growth in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about Crossbridge or to speak with one of our ministry team members, please visit crossbridge.church. Hello, Crossbridge, Illinois Valley, Peru, Ottawa, online. Wow, March madness, huh? My wife and I were watching the Illinois Fighting Illini the other night and uh, I think they were behind the whole game long and we were just praying that they would win so there wouldn't be a bunch of depressed people at Crossbridge this weekend. (laughs) So they, they, they ended up winning at the end and, and I'm, I'm gonna give it credit uh, for my prayer that, that they would win. So there you go. <laughs> well, my name is John. So very, very excited to to be here. So thankful that uh, I will be here on Easter weekend as well with you. And I'm gonna invite some folks and uh, I would challenge all of you to, uh, to first of all, attend on Easter weekend and don't uh, come by yourself, bring some other folks with you. And let's just see what God wants to do in our midst. So, this weekend we are wrapping up a series with an interesting title. Uh, I appreciate your grace. I, I did push the boundaries a bit with Heal Yes. Can, can I just share with you uh, my calling, my burden as a pastor? The, the burden that God has given me is to help people far from God take healing steps toward Jesus. And I'm sorry, but I'm convinced that, at least for me, in order to do that, I sometimes have to push some boundaries in order to catch people's attention. I don't know. When I, I think Jesus did this. Jesus didn't exactly fit in the religious rabbi box of his day. And so heal, yes, is a memorable phrase, and that is why we picked it. I wanted it to stick with you. Our eighth grade daughter, about eight weeks ago when we were looking at this series and trying to decide the title, at supper one night I said, yeah, I'm I'm thinking of proposing heal, yes, for the series title, and her eyes got all big. (laughs) But like four days later at supper, she said, hey, Dad, did you guys decide to go with Heal Yes? (laughs) And you know that over these last eight weeks, this has stuck with her. Now, you could text her. She had a basketball uh, tournament uh, uh, this weekend, and and so she's not with me. But if if you were to call or text her and say, hey, what series is your dad preaching at Crossbridge? She would be able to. To tell you. And so I figured, man, if it sticks with an eighth grader whose mind's going like a water sprinkler, (laughs) perhaps it will stick with you. And I do believe, I do believe that heal and yes are two very, very important words and powerful facts. Friends, I'm so thankful for a church like Crossbridge that is willing to address real world issues. I do believe that throughout life we need healing from wounds. Life happens. I sometimes grew up with definitely well-meaning and, and good Christian folk. But I sometimes got the impression that they were just kind of living in this la-la land. That they weren't always being honest. They weren't always being authentic with really the difficulties that we can be faced with in life. As a kid, we had a saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but you've heard of that. That's the biggest bunch of baloney. That's the biggest bunch of baloney that you're ever going to hear. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I will guarantee you How many of you have ever healed from a broken bone? Anyone? Quite a few of you. I will guarantee you that you healed quicker from that broken bone than you do some words that were said to you. There are words, there are situations that echo around in the chamber of our minds and they damage our spirits and our souls year after year after year. Words can deeply cut us. And so we need healing. And man, I want you to know that there is healing. There is hope. Yes, yes. That wound can become a scar. A scar is still part of our story, but a scar doesn't open itself up to the possibilities of infection. When you are tempted to say, heal, no, I want you to remember, heal, yes. Jesus can bring healing into our lives. 10 years ago, I began dealing with some of my wounds at a much deeper level than I ever had before. I have the wonderful gift of minimizing hurtful situations. I'll never forget as I started going to a counselor and really looking at some very difficult situations that occurred in my life over the years. And at one point, I was telling him a story and I'm like, you know, It really probably shouldn't have been that big of a deal. And he said, no, 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 time out, John. That would be hurtful to anyone. That situation, those words, (laughs) don't kid yourself. Don't just minimize the pain. Lean into it. And so I began to wonder, how many, how many of our issues, our character missteps, our relational struggles our unhelpful choices, our bloopers and blunders are influenced by past wounds. And I still wonder how much of our trust issues, our anxiety, our fear, our angry outbursts, our depression, our excessive lust, our hidden sins, our emotional overreactions, our fear of commitment, our willingness to seek comfort at all costs, our lack of intimacy with God and with other people, our fear of failure our church shopping and hopping and our job shopping and hopping and our relationship hopping and shopping, our tendency to withdraw and hide from authentic conversations, our negative critical attitudes, our unhealthy addictions, our desire to control and to manipulate people and situations. I wonder how many of those issues have roots and underpinnings in our past wounds. And so, friends, I am convinced that throughout our life we will have wounds. Some of us have open wounds. We know that it's there. Other people see that oozing sore. Oh, and maybe we're even happy to to talk about that wound, but we've decided I'm just gonna live with it. I'm just gonna assume that that open wound is just always gonna be there, hindering and impacting and and motivating me in unhealthy ways. But hey, this is who I am. This is where I'm at. This is my story, so I'm simply going to do the best I can with an open wound. Some of us have infected wounds. The bacteria is growing under the surface as we work so hard to convince ourselves and everyone else, hey, I'm okay, everything's good, put on a happy face, and put on a smile, and meanwhile we have this infection underneath our skin. And we just ignore it because it's too painful to address it, so we just hide it and we bury it, and it infects and affects us every day. Now, some of us have wounds that God is addressing and we are addressing. Uh, Those are healing wounds. We're aware of them and we're seeking treatment from the great physician, Jesus Christ. We're open with others and we're uncovering God's presence. We're discovering God's power and we're covering God's perspective. And then some of us have wounds that are now scars. Scars are permanent markings that will always be a part of our story, but we celebrate the healing (laughs) and the growth that has taken place. Oh, are there still days that we wish that scar wasn't there? Yeah, of course. But we've gained a new perspective. We realize that that wound helped us to grow and we experience grace in a new way. We realize that God has empowered us and made us stronger. And we have a greater ability now to minister to other people. Pastor Jim Book shared two powerful principles for healing from wounds in the first two weeks of this series. In week one, he taught us the power of uncovering God's presence. Last week, he looked at the healing strength of discovering God's power. And this weekend, I want to look at the hope of recovering God's perspective. I have a birthmark on my left calf. Now you may be blinded by the whiteness of my legs until I, get to a, until I get to a warmer part of the country, but it's actually faded over the years, but there's a birthmark that God gave me when I was born. When I was eight years old, Beautiful summer day, out playing in the neighborhood. I had a kid that made fun of my birthmark. And you know that for the next 10 years, I never, ever showed that birthmark to anyone. I never wore shorts again, all summer long. The only time I would wear shorts was during fiyad or playing a sport like basketball or tennis. And I asked my mom, she didn't know why, I asked my mom to buy me those super long socks, and I would pull those socks up as far as I could get them to underneath my knee. And I can vividly remember seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade. I would be out on the basketball court playing, and I was more focused on making sure that my socks were pulled up. Probably one of the reasons that my basketball career was less than stellar because my focus was on covering up my birthmark. In my 20s, my early 20s, I don't know, it just became a part of me, and I no longer, I started wearing shorts, and I didn't care if anyone saw that birthmark or, no, or not. I, I just kind of lived with it. And then one day in my early 30s, <laughs> I was shopping at a clothing store with my wife, And uh, tattoos, uh, at least the abundance of tattoos that we have today, were just beginning to gain in in popularity. And my wife was in uh, a dressing room trying on some clothes. And, uh, you know, this was before cell phones, so what was a guy to do at a clothing store for women? You're just kind of sitting there like, how long do I need to be here and how much is it going to cost me? (laughs) And the sales gal, pointed to my leg and said, oh, is that a tattoo? I said, no, 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 it's a birthmark. And as I tell you this, I can hear her words. She said, oh, that is beautiful. Now, I don't know. Like, like I'm, perhaps her goal was just to put me in an even better mood that day so that my wife could buy all the more clothes. And if that was her strategy, it worked. But I remember walking out of that store thinking, wow, something that I've hid for so many years. My perspective for many years was I need to hide that. I hated having that. I would have paid money to have that birthmark taken off. And then it just kind of became there. I didn't really care that it was there. But someone else's perspective was that it was beautiful. So I, I tell people now, I have a free tattoo that I didn't even have to pay for. That I didn't have to have like anything like drilled on my leg, no ink, anything. I've actually thought, of creating a tattoo that goes around that birthmark and incorporating that birthmark into my tattoo. I've got a few ideas, but I just haven't quite landed on the official. I've been talking about it for years, but I tell you what, when I do that, I will come back and lift my pant leg up again for you, all right? Could it be? Could it be, friends, that God's perspective of our wounds are often different than ours? Could it be? Oh, I know that God hurt when you were hurting. But I also know that God's ultimate purpose is not for us to live lives without hurt. His ultimate purpose is to see us mature and to be complete and to do such a great work in us that he can minister through us to other people. Huh. Huh. Oh my goodness, my goal for this series is not that God would heal every wound in every one of us. Oh, I I would love that. Of course I would. I I hate pain. I hate to see people I love like all of you experience any pain, of course. But I realize that some of our wounds will not be completely healed until we see Jesus face to face. In Revelations chapter 21, scripture paints this amazing picture that someday, someday if you die in Christ, you will live forever with Christ. And there's coming a day where he's gonna reach out his hands and he's gonna wipe every tear from your eye. Every wound, every hurt, every sense of pain is gonna be as far from the east as the west. There is going to be a joy. (laughs) There is going to be a presence of the almighty God that no eye has ever seen. No mind, we cannot even fathom what that moment and what that eternity is going to be like. And so I do pray that many, many people will find complete healing very, very quickly. But what if, friends... What if we allow God to identify and reveal that wound? And what if you and I were to lean into that wound so that the depth and strength of God's grace can be multiplied in your life? Instead of running from it, you lean into it. And you allow God's grace to be uncovered. And you experience him in a way that you never have before. And so I pray that as you and I allow God to identify and, rele- and re- reveal that wound, that we would lean into that wound so that the power of the hidden and the overlooked can be diffused. And the power and the presence of an almighty Jesus Christ can be infused. That we will not run, we will not hide. And so I pray, I pray that you will choose to look at life through God's character, not through your wounds. I pray that you will better see and trust deeper God's perspective rather than only your perspective. Well, there are many, many places in the Scripture that teach us powerful principles about God's perspective and about healing from wounds, many of the Psalms, uh, what I discovered a number of years ago Psalm 25 through about Psalm 30, 31, those five, six chapters are amazing chapters. If you're, if you're dealing with a wound, a hurt in your life, those are some amazing chapters just to soak in over. A, I would read one every day, 25 to 6 to 7 to 8 to 9, 30, and then I'd start over 25 to 6. I would just keep doing that for a season and allow God to bring his word, his truth into your life. Well, I don't have time to preach through six chapters, you're like, whoo. We'd be here till the final four, John. Yeah, I know. But I want to look at the first seven verses of Psalm chapter 25. David starts in verse one. In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. <laughs> I love how King David declares who he is and what his attentions are from the very beginning. In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. You may be familiar with uh, one of the best-selling uh, Uh, personal growth books of all time, Uh, Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he says, always begin a journey with the end in mind. And David says, I'm going to begin my journey. I'm going to begin my journey through wounds. The end is, and the beginning is, in you, Lord God, I put my trust. And I understand, man, (laughs) this may seem strange, it may seem unusual, One of the common cascading damages of a wound is the decision that God doesn't care. God's not real. God cannot be trusted. If God is real, if God cared, why am I in such pain? As humans, we are not emotionally wired to deal with hurt and pain. And so we will find someone, we will find something to direct that pain to. But friends, what if you and I start our wound journey And we end with, in you, Lord, my God, I put my trust. In you, Lord, my God. And that's why I want to encourage us to lean into the pain of our wound, to trust the Lord our God. He is good. It's possible. It's possible that I will experience grace at a whole new level. I'll experience him in a whole new way. And as I do, my faith, my trust, my spiritual maturity, and my journey with God will move deeper than it ever has been before. It's possible that I will see God use this pain for good, perhaps in my life or perhaps in the life of someone else. Perhaps I will look at life through God's character rather than simply through my wound. Perhaps I will see God's perspective and not just my own. When our son, Nate, he's uh, almost going to be 25, coming up later this year, When he was young, we lived in a split-level home. So, you you know, when you walk in, there was a little closet and a little landing, and then there were the stairs up and stairs down. Well, for many years, as he grew up, as soon as he would hear the garage door, he would run up to the top of the stairs, and as I came in, he would come flying off those stairs, trusting me to catch him. Well, as he grew older, you know, when he gained a little taller, a little more pounds, I'd be like, why don't you start one step down? And so he would. And then I'd be like, why don't you come two steps down? (laughs) And then eventually that just kind of wore off. Well, he was in the eighth grade one day. And when I came walking into the house, he wasn't quite as tall as me. But as I came walking into the house, he was up at the top of the stairs. All right, Dad, I'm going to (laughs) jump. And my wife, Terry, is like, oh, this is so bad. You are not. I said, go ahead, man. Go ahead. (laughs) And Terry's like, "Well, go down like three steps, Uh, honey. There's only six steps, so there's no point." He would just like be right there. So I braced myself, and he jumped, and I caught him, and I fell back into the window, and we plopped over and hit the hit the uh, sliding doors on uh, where we hang our coats, and but we survived. (laughs) Nothing was broke. No one was injured. Friends, I don't care what's gone on in your life. I don't care how old you are, how young you are, how tall you are. Whether you've lost a bunch of weight or gained a bunch of weight, you can jump into God's arms. He will not stumble. He will not fall. He will hold you. He will carry you. He will guide you. He will lead you. He will love you. In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. Verse two, I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. Oh, I pray. I pray that our wounds will not triumph over us. I pray that our wounds will lose some of their power to pollute our lives, our conversations, our reactions, our perspective, and our relationships. Verse three, no one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. If we ignore our wounds, if we bury them, if we just pull our socks up higher for the rest of our life, we will pay a price, as will those that we love and care about the most. Friends, I'm just telling you, I have experienced it. It, is a, it. I'm old, you can trust me. It is treacherous. It is treacherous to run and hide from pain. Because when we do so, there are two unintended consequences. That pain, that wound actually has more power to triumph over us. And I have less potential to trust in the Lord. It's like a teeter-totter. The wound has more power and I have less ability to trust. And the wound has more power and I have the less ability to trust. But when we reveal that wound, when we lean into the wound, (laughs) I have more ability to trust and that wound holds less power over me. That which you hide depletes your potential to trust in God and to trust other people. I trust in you, Lord, so I give you full permission to identify and reveal my wounds. And I will trust you, and I will lean into them. I will reveal them. I will talk about them. I will look for your grace. I will seek your perspective. I will stare long and hard to see your hand at work. And I will see a day when I trust you even more than I do today. I have a pastor friend. He's a mentor of mine. He says that wound that you're unwilling to open and talk about is a wound that you have not healed from. That which you're unwilling to talk about is that which still has a control over you. I think he's right. Verse 4, show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your path. God, I want to see life. I want to see life. I want to see people as you see them, not simply as I see Your ways are higher than my ways. Your wisdom is far superior to my experiences. Would you grant me glimpses of your wisdom? Grant me glimpses of your perspective? Verse 5, guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God my Savior and my hope is in you all day long. There's a song right there all day long my hope is in you all day long. When I get up in the morning, my hope is in you. When my boss ticks me off in the morning, my hope is in you. (laughs) When I have a miserable lunch, my hope is in you. When I have an amazing afternoon at work, my hope is in you. When I get a paycheck that's too small at the end of the day, my hope is in you. When I come home, And we've got battles at home and there's challenges. My hope is in you. And as I journey through my evening, my hope is in you. And when I put my bed, when I put my bed, when I put my head to sleep on my pillow, on my bed, my hope is in you all day long. I know you're gonna journey with me, God, into the depths of my wounds. I'm not gonna run. I'm not gonna run. I'm gonna lean into you. My hope is in you. Verse six and seven, remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you, Lord, are good. Friends, the story isn't over until God's story takes over. The story isn't over until God's story takes over. Don't assume. Don't assume that junk is just going to remain junk. Could it be that God's got another chapter in the story? Could it be that his story could take over? Where my story ends, his story starts. Could it be? Could it be that the best is yet to come? Could it be Could it be that the most painful thing that you or I have experienced, God is about to redeem for our good and for the good of others? Could it be? Could it be? Thank you, God. Thank you that your story can take over when I turn my life and heart over to you. When I put my hope in you, I put my trust in you. I choose to journey with you, not run from you. Thank you, God, that you do not obsess over my wounds. So neither should I. Remember me, God. I want your presence more than I want a perfect life. I crave your presence more than I crave anything else. I don't need to understand everything. Whew. Pain is pain. I don't wish any more on my life, I don't wish any more on any of your life. But my hope and my trust is in God. Teach me your ways. I wanna run to your mercy, not run away from my pain. You are good, you are good, and your love endures forever. Jesus, as we have a time now that we'll just reflect on this moment that I truly believe you wanna bring all of us into, for those in Peru and those online and those in Ottawa, God, would you just help us to just just come into your presence with openness and authenticity, not running, not hiding, not blaming, no anger, no disgust, but trust and hope. So God, would your presence come so close to anyone watching online right now, God, would your presence just, just be so real wherever they're at? For every person in Peru, every person in Ottawa, God, would, would you just help us to center into your presence? Kind of like my son used to jump off the top of those stairs and I would catch him. I never dropped him. But there came a day when I no longer could do that and I certainly couldn't do that now. But God, would we all jump into your arms? Would we allow you to to give us a hug and to whisper in our ear how much you care about us? Oh, that would just be amazing. So give us your presence. Give us courage and wisdom. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks again for joining us for the Crossbridge podcast. The mission of Crossbridge is to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And we'd love to partner with you on your spiritual journey. So please let us know how we can come alongside you and support you and pray for you by visiting crossbridge.church.